You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day after opening its doors yesterday, very, very late indeed. But open it did, and this morning it is open on time. So it's time for the opening with Scott Clough, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Cape Town. Last night, the FOMC was uh, on everyone's lips, and the FOMC stands for the Federal Open Market Committee of the U.S. Federal Reserve. And Skalk, I think they said things that the market didn't quite like. In other words, they're going to rein in their liquidity program, which has been in place for over a decade. Yeah, no, Lindsay, I mean, it's just crazy. Yesterday, we were just just hoping the market could open. I mean, today, I'm just wishing it could close and <laughs> stay closed because, I mean, what a what a day. Okay, so, so yeah, the, the, the meeting, again, just reiterating what we know is going to eventually, or let's call it the inevitable. I mean, we know it's going to, they need to stop, you know, repurchasing they they they. You know, their bonds. They they need to stop, you know, they need to start tapering. They need to start looking at the inflation because inflation I mean I I'd sent out a tweet this morning where I just looked at the inflation difference but the differentials between South Africa and, and the US. I mean this is the second month in a row where where South Africa had a, a lower and also this time around much lower um, inflation rate. This is actually the lowest levels that we've seen, you know, since September two thousand and four. Yes, there's different so, reasons though. Just just to interrupt you, Scout, just to contextualize mm-hmm. this, I know you're very enthusiastic about the fact that the US has more inflation than we do. But on the other hand, firstly there's a time lag. The Americans are slightly quicker than we are. And um, and, and and secondly it's it's the lack of demand in the South African economy, which is also a factor, whereas that is not a factor in the United States or America. So anyway, that's just um, me playing devil's advocate. Off you go again. Mm. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm not making this a South Africa thing. I'm I'm only using this as an example. You can, you can use uh, you can use the U.S. inflation, you know, compared to the U.K. inflation. You can look at Euroland. I mean, so the U.S. inflation is is definitely, uh, you know, still a problem. And um, they 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 know this. I mean, we've seen this in in these meetings, you know, time and time again, where where most of the members now are starting to swing. And and yesterday, which was clearly no no difference, you know. So I, I do think that somewhere along the line, the the gravy train will stop. And and I think all that we've you saw last night is is again the policymakers indicating that that. It could be a little bit earlier with, with the, 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 the rate prices are increasing currently. They would most probably need to, to make this, just bring the, the whole, whole process a little bit earlier. I don't think necessarily it's a bad thing. Well, everything just, um, uh, went, you know, all pear shape and afterwards we've seen what the, the, the market's done, you know, Dow Jones down over 1%, you know, S&P 500 down over 1%, NASDAQ down close to 1%. And it was just a total flight. I don't know how they call this flight to safety, but yes. it was a total flight to safety. Everyone just ran towards the dollar, dollar index trading 93, close to 93 and a half. Uh, this is, this is crazy, crazy times. Okay. I'm going to take you a quick analogy that I worked out this morning. The United States spent 20 years in Afghanistan, and despite what Biden said, it was nation-building. And re- they did a relatively good job, along with the United Kingdom and other NATO forces. Okay, Then they decided just to disappear. And within days, the nation f- fell into chaos. If the Fed undoes what it's done for the last 
12, 13 years or so, then there will be chaos as well in the markets. But it's not going to do that. It's not going to be like Biden and Trump and Obama to a certain extent. They'll do it gradually. And the great thing about it is if the gradual nature of their withdrawing of liquidity is taken really badly by the markets, they'll just reinstate it. So you've got your put option mm. is, is always there. So I think that the, the defense forces and white, the White House and the intelligence community in the United States could learn a lot from the U.S. Federal Reserve. That's my analogy. Let's have a look now because I know you've got a meeting coming up. Uh, what's happened on the Stock Exchange news service this morning? Goldfields came out with their numbers. Share price muted up 0.4% on my screen. Uh, Standard Bank coming out with not only its results, but also a trading statement, Skulk. Uh, tell us about mm. both of those things, if you would. Uh, plus, there's Grindrod shipping uh, coming in, and the share price up three and three quarters percent. You can cherry pick which results you want to look at. Now, let's start, start with Goldfields. Um, and Goldfields um, results you know, very similar to many of the, the, the other gold mines. It was very, very good. Um, it was reported in, in, in U.S. or U.S. cents. Came out, um, uh, you know, interim results um, came out. Well, when you look at the headlines, earnings per share, it was an increase to 44 U.S. cents compared to the 18 U.S. cents uh, last you know, last year, this time around, um, you know, I think bottom line, it's it's very very good, uh, but it was a miss. I mean, when we look at this, you know, compared to to for instance, Bloomberg forecast, they they forecasted it's going to be forty seven uh, US cents, and we look at the Reuters forecast, Reuters forecast came out forty nine cents. So it's a it's just it's a slight miss. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be nitpicking on them. Um, I mean, I think the things that stood out is yes, they. They reduced their debt again. That's very, very good. Free cash flow, as expected, was very, very good. So this is a company that's looking a lot, lot healthier. Uh, when we look at the all-in sustainable cost, they actually did mention that in the outlook that they, they're expecting the, the all-in sustainable cost to be between Let's call it $1,020 per ounce and $1,060 per ounce. And all in cost, you know, $1,310 to uh, $1,350 on, on, on the gold price. So, you, you know, even, even if the gold price dropped to $300, this is still a company that's, 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 it's, you know, profitable. And also when we look at the results now, you know, a lot less debt. And uh, yeah, free cash flow is looking very, very good. So in general, I, I thought the, the results look, you know, good. I mean, as expected. Um, the let's call it the, the weaker rand this morning is definitely helping, helping something like gold fields. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I somewhat wonder if if it came out if the rand was still trading at the fourteen eighty levels, you know, yesterday or two days levels, if if gold fields would have been positive, but it it is and it's looking good. And in a market that is two point seven percent or two point four percent down, I think I'll take this as a win. Uh, Standard Bank, just going to quickly run over this. Um, yes, this is a company that definitely beat, or the bank definitely beat. I mean, headline earnings per share. Uh, I mean, it's big numbers. I mean, we've, we've chatted, we, 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 we took, um, you know, APSA, was NetBank. Um, all these banks came out with, with very, very good, you know, growth or solid growth or increases in the headline earnings per share. And one should just always remember, and I'm going to reiterate what I've said with most of these banks, you know, a lot of these impairments has been, you know, over over exaggerated. They really, um, you know, were worried about, but COVID, um, and and now those right backs are having a positive effect on the headline earnings per share. So, yes, very very good. It was a beat. Um, the net asset value increase. This is what I want to see because I love looking when I look at banks. I like to look at the the price to books on the company or the price to 
to price to net asset value. And then also they return on equity. And this seemed to be the return on equity also improved, you know, to 12.9%, you know, from, from 8.5% last time, this time around. So very solid results. Um, they did mention in, in the, in the, um, results that they are a little bit worried. I think there is some, some, you know, this is not all plain sailing yet and uh, we're not out of the woods yet. So, I still believe this is a great, great bank, uh, my preferred bank currently, and I think results today definitely reiterated. Uh, market didn't necessarily like it. I mean, the the the, the, the Standard Bank's share price is pretty much following the the JSE today. It's currently down one point seven five percent. Okay, let's have a look at the spot prices because it's not good actually. And in fact, looking at my screen, thank goodness I'm colour blind because otherwise uh, I, I know it's red. Uh, but I suppose you've got to say better red than dead. Uh, Fifteen eighteen. The dollar rand, 15.18, that's a 2% fall for the local currency. British pound against the rand is 20.79. The euro rand is 17.72. The euro dollar, this is the main culprit, but not just one culprit, there's several of them. The euro dollar is 116.75, which is another 0.3% gain for the US dollar, uh, which means weakness for the rand, of course, but the rand takes it on the... The rand really takes it personally. <laughs> the dollar <laughs> the dollar's like a, a third of a percent stronger and the rand goes down 2%. Stop digging so fickle. Really <laughs> lacks in confidence sometimes. Suck it up, Rand. Really <laughs> should go and see someone about this, the Rand. Um, last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was down just over 1%. The S&P was down just over 1%. NASDAQ was a 0.9% loser. This morning in London, the FTSE is down 1 and 3 quarters percent. The DAX is down one4 The CAC Caron is down 2.2%. Tokyo is a 1.1% loser. Shanghai down half a percent, relatively well off. Hong Kong getting clattered to the tune of 2.5%. And the all share in Sydney, also relatively well off, only down half a percent. The gold price, 17.80. I think it's holding up quite well, actually, com- considering what the mm. dollar's doing and other commodities are doing. It's only down $9 an ounce. Uh, platinum, oh, goodness me, 9.75. Over 24 hours, it's down $43 an ounce or 4.2%. This is massive for South Africa. Yeah, I'm slightly fearful. Uh, Palladium, I've got uh, 2,407. It wasn't that long ago. It's 2,650. It's down $14 an ounce. The oil price, to complete the misery, let's have a quick look at the oilprice.com website, which I urge you to go and look at if you're interested in that sort of thing. Oh, goodness me, skunk. This is the most influential commodity of the lot. And West Texas crude is down 2.5% to $63.83. Brent crude oil is $66.85, down 2%. The CRB commodity index will be horrible tomorrow, uh, but today it's only down uh, a couple of points and still in a bull market. But um, never mind. The US 10-year Treasury bond is now yielding... What is it yielding? I've got 1.24%, Skulk. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so it's it's mm. it's nice and steady. The yield has fallen by nearly three uh, percent, and the South African one uh, might be a different story because of the rand, and indeed it is, uh, but not too bad. Eight point nine two percent. What a morning and what a day in prospect we've got. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, the commodities are definitely under immense pressure. I mean, we, yesterday or last night we chatted about um, Billiton, which which puts pretty much yesterday in, in Sydney, you know, dropped seven percent, and you know. It followed in the UK and it followed eventually when the, when the South African market opened, being down 7%. I mean, this morning, you know, from Sydney side, that's another 6.35% in, in Sydney, making it pretty much, you know, close to 14% drop in, in, 
a little bit more than uh, uh, let's call it 48 hours, or a little bit less than 48 hours. So this is this is massive drops um, in, in in a lot of these commodities. So choppy times, and then when we look at the S&P futures. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to get a lot better later today. No. S&P futures currently down you know 75 basis points. So um, yeah, let's see. I think the market do not like this. They need the US to be printing that money. They need the US to be backing these assets, buying these assets. Okay. And uh, yeah, market do not have confidence um, with without them. So so let's see. I think uh, this could could be a, a a positive thing for volatility. So uh, let's see. Let's see how volatility goes. Yeah, we'll have a look at the VIX later on. Uh, the um Top five major movers on the JSC. I've got Nip- Nippy Rockcastle up 2.1%. Uh, there's actually three companies in the property sphere. IAPF, what is that? Investec, what is IAPF? What's that code, uh, Skalk? Investec Property Fund. That's right, exactly. It's up 0.6%. Redefine, up half a percent. AVI is a third of a percent higher. And MTN is up a third of a percent as well at 133 and a bit. On the downside, Richemont. Nearly 5% down. Process down 4.1%. Naspers down 4%. Kumba Iron Ore, and this is not an ex-div story, this is an iron ore story, down 4%. And Sassel down 3.9%. And also just behind that, Anglo-American PLC. So the commodity stocks suddenly out of favor. Scott, give us the JSE indices after 45 minutes of trading, please. So as we currently stand, the JSC now made a bit of a bit of a recovery. When I say a bit of a recovery, it's currently trading 66,473 points, down 2.1 percent. Mm. Resources down 2.2 percent. Industrials, as you mentioned, with with the likes of Naspers, Process down. Richmond having a massive, massive part in in the industrial industrials down 2.6 percent, and the financials down 1.3 percent. And I think with uh, you mentioned uh, Nepi Rockcastle, that that that's top performer currently. Just note that. That they brought out um, interim results this morning, and uh, it looked looked very very good. So that is the that is the reason why they actually you know having a bit of a good. bit of a bit of better day this morning and uh, having a positive effect on the SA property index. SA property index currently positive in this negative market, 24 basis points. Skalklow is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in the Western Cape. He'll be back with me next Wednesday evening for the five o'clock shadow. That was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.